0: What's going on, y'all? I'm Brad. I'm Jeremy. And uh, we've been talking about things concerning reconciliation for a long time now.
1: 20 years now. I'm white.
0: I'm black. And we thought if we talked together about it in podcast form, it might serve some people. So let's let's talk about it. Broken and different. That's what we are, That's us. blinded by chasing heaven's brightest star. We're going towards. Him. We run with limbs. If God, you God, respond God. accordingly, you'll learn to hobble with, with till we find where glory be. What glory at? No pros or experts on this That's journey. Show we are just learning how Jesus makes art, art out of our life's debris.
1: Hey, Brad. What's going on, Jeremy? I'm good. I'm good, man. Um... We got to raise some kids. And people be racist. Yes. And some kids are racist. Ooh. And their parents are racist. Goodness. It's a racialized society. No emails. I know we done said a lot already. No emails. But raising kids (laughs) in a racialized society. So how do we do that? How do you do do that? I'm interested. You know, I kind of have, over the past 20 years, kind of created a lot of philosophy around that, Mm -hmm. practices. Uh, Some good, some bad, but you know, giving it my best and but interested in maybe hearing, you know, your perspective too. So how do you how do you you know, you have I have four children, two girls, two boys, they're all teenagers now, so -hmm. they're crazy. Uh eighteen year olds getting ready to move out. So Yeah. Um that's that's interesting phase of life. Youngest is thirteen and um you know uh you know living kind of in a black and brown neighborhood their entire lives yeah um and you know we've had to be intentional so like just because we live in a particular way and just because my wife and i might say you know we have particular belief systems just like making disciples it's like just because i love jesus doesn't mean my children are going to love jesus you know just because i'm trying to repent from racism and you know kind of majority culture dominance you know that doesn't mean my children are gonna think that way act that way yeah you know, and there's a larger society that they are also being influenced by, you mm-hmm. know, their peers, what they talk about, what they learn about in school, um, you know, how, how do I prepare them for, for the world, for the real world, which is not, hopefully not like my wife and I, you know. Mm. <laughs> hopefully we mm. are being countercultural, hopefully we are moving in a kingdom direction, gospel direction, uh, you know how do I prepare my children to do that? But I'm also interested in maybe hearing, um, kind of, kind of your your journey in that as well. Yeah, and your kids are a bit younger, a little yeah. bit
0: younger. I have an eight-year-old and a three-year-old, two black boys, mm-hmm um, one special needs, uh, so mm-hmm. he's a little bit delayed in his development, um, which adds a complexity as as we talk about raising them in a racialized society. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's different questions that I have to ask. Yeah, I have this, this kingdom, heaven, eschatological ethic in me that yep. says God is bringing the world, as he reconciles the world to himself, it is going to be every tribe, tongue, and nation. I believe that strongly. Mm-hmm. And I believe that, we can have a preview of that on earth. Like yep. that is our prayer.
1: That We, we at least have some signposts. Sign, there you go. We headed in a direction. We headed in a direction. <laughs> and Not we, there yet.
0: We will see it <laughs> to completion when I'm looking Jesus in the eye. like the eyeballs. That is what that are I know. That on fire. But <laughs> them eyeballs ain't on fire yet. Mm-mm. So how do I raise this black boy? Mm-hmm. And when I see a church <laughs> in my country... Mm-hmm. that has very very mixed reviews when it comes to how it's dealt with race race and racial reconciliation yeah. or racial
1: conciliation yeah. um so i'm and, asking and specifically how it's dealt with black boys yes black you know? boys are in
0: some cases you can say black boys are no safer on the street than they now safer in the church than they are on the street mm. uh, and that's troubling so I'm asking questions is, is how do I, you know, how do I uh, raise my boys um, in the neighborhood I am? Um, mm-hmm. So I have certain convictions. I move, I've been very intentional with my life. i moved to certain places, um, places that where the education system may not be up to par. And mm-hmm. do, I, do, I, do I send them to the, the school that's struggling or do I give them, try to give them to the best school? Do I, um, do I let my kids go to, to kids' church? understanding that in a lot of print when I'm in a multi-ethnic mm-hmm. church mm-hmm. if I was in black church it'd be different right yeah. now I'm not I'm in like a multi-ethnic type setting church mm-hmm. and knowing that a lot of the print that's still out there is mm-hmm. white Jesus like mm-hmm. do I want mm-hmm. my kid to see that um, and of course
1: some of those kid workers you know the, yeah. the child workers it's yeah. like any kind of daycare program you gotta be thinking about that, yeah. that at least that's what make you know seems to me like yeah how are they gonna react to your kids, yep. how they gonna respond to them? How they gonna discipline them? Mm-hmm. Like all those things, historically have been like racialized encounters, yeah. or or at least there's a high probability of that. You know, mm-hmm. maybe not always, but there's a high probability. So that's that's got to weigh on you, and Stefania, as yeah, parents. definitely.
0: And my kid's tall; like he he he. People that's right. see him and they think, oh, they think twelve he's older. year old. Yeah, but I'm like, no, yeah. he's eight. Yeah, he's and eight. And to think, a black boy mm-hmm. who looks mm-hmm. older. Like he looks older um anatomically. So yeah. scientifically. He yep. looks but then socially, black mm-hmm. boys are always seen mm-hmm. as older yep. or more mature, yep. like somehow similar to black girls. Um,
1: yeah. Yep. Yeah. So the adultification uh, of children. Yeah. You know? Yeah. In a racialized historically, society. Historically black has, boys, black yep. girls have been forced
0: to grow up. Uh charged as adults. Yep. At a higher rate. Yep. Um because of this racialized peace. So, yeah, anyways, asking a lot of questions, praying to the Lord. Um, and yeah, there are some things that I've landed on mm-hmm. um, in terms of how uh, how I uh, how I uh, raise my so, boys.
1: So how early on, <clears throat> th- this might be a dumb question, but how early on do you tell your boys you're black boys? Yeah. Like, is that like really early? Or is it yeah. just like, you're my son, but then at some point, it's like, and then, when does it become like you're a black boy, which means possible threat? Mm-hmm. Like you're a black boy and it's beautiful, mm-hmm. and you're my son. I can see that, but then, is it at the same time, or yeah. is it like later on you go, and that kind of comes with a threat when you go to daycare? Yep. You know, um, it me I, I've never asked you this question. I'm, <laughs> I'm interested. Like, yeah, that's an interesting how's question. That come I out? have I have complex
0: conversations with my son all the time
1: as an eight-year-old
0: understanding that he some of it's going to go over his head totally but some of it's going to stay my plan my my conviction is just make these conversations normal
1: Mm. because
0: the world's having a conversation they're they're, uh, the world has assumptions society has assumptions that's just Mm going to be true all the time all the time yeah we need to we need to have these conversations and talk about these truths Mm -hmm. what's what's actually true what's actually reality as soon as possible so Mm -hmm. um I've had, uh, and these are not, like, conversations I planned. It's just he might ask a question, and, I, and I'll, I'll elaborate on something. Okay. So I've talked about um, him being a black boy. Mm-hmm. And, I, and he, I think when he was, like, four, five, um, when he could actually, like, really kind of hold a conversation.
1: Yeah, engage. Uh, Outside of I like this color. Yes. You
0: know? <laughs> yes. But then the conversation is very basic. Like, I say, man, you are a black boy. And he's like, no. I'm brown. I'm brown. <laughs> I don't want to be black. I'm brown, <laughs> <laughs> because he's seeing the yeah, color black. He's like, I don't know if I want to be that. Yeah, yeah. I want to be br- I'm but a it's brown. I'm like, brown boy. <laughs> okay, let me talk to you about this social uh, construct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I talked about no, no, no. Like black means you mm-hmm. have melanin, and it's like, what's melanin? You're like, like, oh gosh. Now my wife. So I am a dad. So let's make that clear. Yeah, We're yeah. missing my wife's perspective. She is interesting because she has, she tries to go into the the, the specifics, and he's just like, huh? <laughs> uh, so every now and then, I, so we'll have these conversations. It'll start going into, like, these complex uh, concepts, and mm-hmm. I'll just have to simplify it. So, yeah. so we're talking about, no, you're a black boy. What? I'm not black. Okay. I say it because you're darker skinned. Yeah. And that's how it's normal for people to be uh, talk. Uh, normal how we talk about folk who have darker skin. Yeah. We say black. Yeah. Um, and so like I might say, so just like you have, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, a sports car and an, amb- and an ambulance, we still say mm-hmm. automobile. And yep. it's for both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of helps them. Yep. But I stopped there. understanding yeah. that it's so incomplete. That,
1: yeah, that's it for now. Yeah, yeah.
0: And okay. as we go, and I, and he asks a question, or is looking <clears throat> mm-hmm. at something, and and something comes up. I'll talk to him and have this kind of high-level conversation and meet him mm-hmm. where he's at. Mm-hmm. So I start mm-hmm. where I'm at, yeah. And I just and I somehow we we meet based on his, how he's picking it up. Yeah. And my hope is that he grows up and this is normal. Yeah. So to have the conversation. So to, this thing yeah, is, yeah. I grew up having racial conversations. Nobody was calling it that. Right. We were. Talking about like what white folk do or how mm-hmm. they look at or how they talk. Like me and my friends, because we, we were always in these places in school with our teachers where it's mm-hmm. like these things that happen that we understood. That's weird. Like mm-hmm. how they're talking or the way they're using words, mm-hmm. um, how they're react how like, they react why are they reacting to stuff. How they react to things. Reacting like yeah. That? yeah. What they're eating, how they're eating it. And, <laughs> uh, you know, lunch boxes look different. <laughs> But uh, (laughs) that's true. We're having these conversations and it's normal. Um, I think with him, for me, there's certain conversations I want us to have between me as his dad. that I just Mm -hmm. want to be normal Mm -hmm. Um, because if what every black, I would say the majority of black parents know is most likely there will be an instance where society affects him in a really unjust way. Right. And it's to his benefit to have
1: had some prompts to yeah, understand. You've primed know. him, yeah, to understand it. Yep. Even if it's not for that exact scenario, there you go. <clears throat> he's at. He has the ability, you know, to begin to engage with it, and possibly even to carry that into a conversation with someone else. Yep. You know. Yep. Yeah. I totally agree with that. I, I think. I think we've tried to do something similar with with our kids. That these type of conversations. Um, you know, from our perspective, that we do live in a racialized world. We talk about that. We talk about being, um, c- you know, majority culture or you know, white white people. We're very white. We're all blue eyed. You know, mm. all the kids, especially when they're young, they're all super blonde. Mm, you know, so it was, it was it was it was all it was all of that. You know, yeah. <clears throat> and and just saying, like, you know, there are different people in the kingdom and different types of people. And then trying to bring in, like you said, according to their, you know, developmental capacity, trying to bring in the discussion of like, and society values people differently than the kingdom values people. And so yes. for us, we, we we I, you know, I'm trying to remember because it has been a while since they were really young. Um, talking about the differences, like there there is there is legitimate differences. And that have value, and then there's a societal value that's different than the kingdom. So both both those types of differences, you know. Yeah. Um, and we talked a lot about culture. <clears throat> so even very young, like living in the neighborhood, we would go to the Spanish store that was all Spanish speaking and Spanish products, and we would try to like sample the products mm-hmm. and appreciate the culture and like how to interact with that, how to interact with the people, how to interact with the products. Uh, and to enjoy it. Like, isn't this beautiful? Isn't this great? You know? Mm-hmm. And, of course, they would ask questions like, why are they speaking Spanish? You know? And, like, a genuine... Not like a... You know, how some, like, cable news people might say it. but, sure. But, like, genuinely, like, I'm just... Like, I don't even... They They're didn't curious. even know it as Spanish at first. Yeah. They're like, what are they even saying? <laughs> like, oh, that's a different language. Like, what? What is a different language? You know, early on, that's that's the experience of a child. They, yeah. It's just all a blank slate for them. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I just they they still go to those stores now. Like it's a special treat to go there and to cross cultures and to interact and, and buy a new thing. They love going to you know that market San on Hillsborough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They love going to San and like getting some fruit or vegetable that they've never seen before. Yeah. You know? It's just like I've never seen this product before. It comes from a different country. I can't even read the package. I I just want to like it's a way of them like it's an open door. Yeah. it seemed like for kids that concrete ability to like cross those cultures and those those, those lines um, you know for them as majority culture because even with us living in a different neighborhood there's so many ways that we still don't have to do that like part of our privilege is I don't have to go to the store that speaks Spanish you yeah. know um, I don't have to interact with people if I don't want to and so like helping our kids go, this is something that not only do we want to do, it's good to do, mm-hmm. and it's, like, fun to do, you know? Um, I, I think that was, like, a lot of our found foundation yeah. of, of conversation and in experience. So it wasn't just head-level stuff. It, it was like, let's go taste some food. Of course, part of our story is when our kids were very young, we moved to the Philippines for nine months. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we had to do cross-cultural training for children. You know, like, you will eat the food put in front of you, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to you, you turn your nose up at it, I'm coming for you, you know? (laughs) I'm I'm exaggerating, but, you know, there was that, like, we are looking to honor, we're looking to respect, we're looking to be grateful, you know, Mm -hmm. type of thing. That was the foundation. Um, Nowadays, it's interesting because they've they've also overheard a lot of adult conversation, like in micro churches. Uh, during the, the elections um, over the years, they've been a part of conversations during um, the shootings of unarmed black men. Mm-hmm. They've been, a, they, they've overheard conversations. So they, sometimes they're not directly involved in that, but they're hearing adults interact with that material. The frustration of it, yeah. the confusion of it, the just the indignation of it they So they're seeing adults that they respect, um, you know, white, Latino, black, kind of reacting differently to that in a micro church setting. So in the living room, yeah. in the name of Jesus going, you know, like we're angry or we're happy, like just different reasons uh situations. So they're seeing that um kind of play out in real life. So that this happened recently. My daughter was in Atlanta and um they were they were doing uh, they went to a museum, Black Museum, you know, um MLK's church. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, of course, it became a racialized incident, you know. All the black kids, you know, were, like, deeply moved. Some were weeping, you know, like, deeply engaging in the museum of the content. And Maya's there, the oldest, she's 18, and she's with them, and she's moved by that situation. But all the white kids, and she's like, it was down, like, you could tell there's a difference they were all on their phones, goofing around, ready to go. They mm-hmm. weren't engaging the material at yeah. all, which was deeply hurting the black students, you know, so the, all the black students were not only engaging the material, but they were also having this moment going, why don't they care? Yeah. Why don't these people care? And then Maya's in the middle of it. And she was unpacking, like, I realized that I'm the, I'm the one who, who needs to go. Mm. And now interact with these students, like why don't you care like it's not on them, on these black students yep. to make these white students yep. uh, I don't know, aware or repent or feel bad, whatever and and my is very confrontational, so she's like very happy to be the person <laughs> <laughs> to say, "Oh, is that pissing you off? okay, I got you, you know <laughs> let me but it, it, for her, it was like this realization like I actually am owning like up my place in a racialized world. Not just able to experience it or, or interact with it, but like own a place in it, Mm. you know? Um, And so that's been, that's been interesting kind of watching them grow up. Um, Yeah. Anyways, yeah, 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 that's, yeah. 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 And of course we've been, we've been watching the eyes on the prize videos. Yeah. So even as young, young kids, they're like interacting with that material. Well. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I I think that's I. Simply put, I think that's the that's the key. One of the keys is that you need they need to be exposed to these yes. high level ideas because it's yes. going to come. Situations are going to come sooner than later. whether you like
1: it or not. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It is happening. Yeah. And if if they're minority culture or majority culture, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like they're going to experience something. They're going to experience yeah.
0: something. They have to be they have to be exposed. So. Um, for me, now for me, because I have black boys, there, there are times where I, I will protect them from experiences that I have control over. Yes. Um, okay. In order, because I, there's, there's ways in which I'm just like your kid. You don't deserve to be exposed to that racialized yep. microaggression or, mm-hmm. or situation where somebody's mm-hmm. going to potentially treat you wrong. And so I will mm-hmm. protect them from that. Uh, while still having these conversations um, uh, with my boys. Uh, Because that for me is just necessary. Uh, uh, And um, I want my boy to grow up understanding his worth, understanding the realities of race and the truth about who he is um, as a black boy growing Mm -hmm. into a black man. Um, And I want him to navigate things well while protecting the kindness that he has Right, mm-hmm. while fostering the 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 way in which he's unbiased right now and how he picks his mm-hmm. friends, mm-hmm. um, uh, we live in a neighborhood that's economically poor, I would mm-hmm. say, um, but I expose him to a lot of different things because I want him to see the fullness of the black community, right, um, right, and so. You know he loves he loves hitting golf balls. So I take him to a place in my neighborhood where a little boy does a bunch of like you gonna give yeah, me a stick and I get to hit and something get to hit a ball like
1: as hard as I can.
0: Yo, yep. he hit it. He hit it twenty yards <laughs> yesterday. I was like, improvement, <laughs> improvement. But we go to this spot where there's a lot of older black men, um, mostly older black men, but a lot of different black men. It's just yeah. a little small driving range in mm-hmm. a park mm-hmm. um, that's free, but it's this this these group of men who constantly come out they know each other and mm-hmm. he needs to see that i let mm-hmm. him see that um i take him to see the folk throughout that i play tennis with uh it's mm-hmm. a, some black folk who've been doing it for like 50 years mm-hmm. um uh, in my house my mom gave me a book about the history of black men in golf and really so, so <laughs> yeah and so i'm like that that's gonna be on the shelf so he can you see mean it's it. more than just tiger more <laughs> much more much more um and so, you know, he's going to see the foo- kids playing football. He's going to see the kids playing baseball. Um, mm-hmm. he's, going to see, he's going to see the basketball. He can get exposed to all that. But I want to him to see the full picture, the fullness mm-hmm. of it. And mm-hmm. then I want to take him to the small African-American museum in my neighborhood where yeah. you can see black artists and what they do. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take him all through and see the various. I'm going to make sure he knows the various economic positions of black folk in our neighborhood because there's more than just you know, the, the part which is maybe right. the, the highest risk part of my neighborhood where we live. Right. He's going to see more than that. And then, you know, I, including that, I, I want him to have a heart for multi-ethnicity, and so um, I take him with me uh, when I go, so, sometimes when I go to different things, to minister to the students, I take him with me so he can see that. Mm-hmm. I take him, I, you know, I have a lot of different white friends, and we go to their kids' uh, birthday parties when we can because mm-hmm. um, I want him, I want to expose them to all of it. Um, while also making sure uh, he knows the realities around him. And mm-hmm. so we're having conversations, deep conversations. He's not just being exposed to it. it, it, it simply put, I want to make sure I have a strong voice mm. in how he's uh, perceiving the world, yeah. while providing some space for him to, like, think and process himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and under. Cause understanding that there's a portion of that experience that's going to be told by society around him that i can't necessarily control but yeah. my voice and his mom's voice his own processing plus that story that society is mm-hmm. trying to tell him yeah um we can push him towards uh, uh understanding uh, in a way that considers all the realities around him mm-hmm. so uh and that now that definitely includes scripture and so helping him, what Carl Ellis said to me, he what Carl Ellis said, I we need to be able to play jazz with scripture. Mm-hmm. And so also mm-hmm. helping him, as he learns scripture, to do jazz with scripture. That means mm-hmm. to be able to see what's happening in the world and relate it to the various mm-hmm. parts of the Bible. Connected, yeah. Connected. Yeah. That's a long. That's a long view type uh, goal. Of course. Of course. Him. I mean, that's like um, parenting in general. But it is an intentional <laughs> part of it.
1: Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man. Man, that's that's amazing. Yeah, I, I think, you know, for me the call for majority folks is to um, you know, humbly be learning yourself in front of your kids. I think that there's something about modeling that that yeah. our kids have seen. Yep. Um, and I, I totally agree with the exposure thing. You know, we've intentionally set up some mentorship relationships, Evie Sekajipo, you know, Charlene, you know, Ace you know, mm-hmm. these are two major mentors. Of our children, you mm-hmm. know. Um, uh, <clears throat> even, even Erica uh, Canon now, but Baptiste back in the day, you know, yeah, yeah. like she, you know, Maya just thought she was the most beautiful woman, mm-hmm. you know, like and just fostering that, encouraging that, you know, seeing the value in that. So that, that exposure piece, and of course, I think the processing, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, all three of those things um, are massive in preparing children of majority culture, to interact with the larger world yeah cool man amen much more to talk
0: about with kids all, man we got a all, lot more but we'll we'll,
1: we'll stop there all right god bless you guys